0: Happy Thursday, everyone, and welcome into Episode 4 of Laker Sports Talk, a weekly production of Laker Country 104.9 WJRS, right here in beautiful Russell County, Kentucky. I'm your host, Zach Oaks, the news director here at Laker Country. September is wrapping up, and October is upon us, and that means postseason play for fall sports is either here or coming soon, and winter sports are inching closer and closer. This week's episode is golf-centric, as we'll be looking at the season for boys and girls golf and the postseason tournaments. I'll be joined by Lady Laker golf coach Melinda Rott and golfer Mackenzie Troutman, who won the 2A state championship and qualified for the state tournament next week. We'll recap the season for the Lady Laker golf program, how Mackenzie put together one of her best performances at the 2A championship, and look ahead to next week. I'll also be joined by Laker golf coach Charlie Anderson. The Laker golf season came to an end this week in the 4th Region Tournament, and Charlie will talk about this year's team and some of the highlights of the season. Sean Hammond will also join me for our weekly college sports segment to talk about Kentucky's win over South Carolina, the matchup against Florida this weekend, Louisville's win over an awful Florida State team, Western's tough matchup against Michigan State, and Lindsey Wilson is number one in the country still. We share our thoughts on all of the latest in college football across the Commonwealth. And we will also name our weekly Laker Sports Talk Athlete of the Week. But first, it's time for shout-outs. The first shout-out goes to the Laker football team for coming away with a 49-26 win over Warren Central on homecoming night last Friday. It was really good to see a big crowd on hand for the game. The student section was rocking, and the Lakers came out and got a big district win. The Lakers host district rival Franklin Simpson on Friday, so best of luck to the Lakers and hope to see a big crowd again at Finley Field. Second, a shout-out to the Lady Laker volleyball team for defeating Cumberland County on senior night last week. It was a dominant performance from the freshman, JV, and varsity teams on a big night for the team's lone senior, Sophie Shearer. Sophie finished the night with five kills, two blocks, and three service aces and was also named homecoming queen the following night. Congratulations to Sophie. The Lady Lakers play a big district matchup against Clinton County on Thursday night at home, so come out and support the Lady Lakers. Third, congratulations to the Russell County Middle School girls basketball teams. They had dominant wins over Casey and Adair counties over the past week. Let's go through some of these scores real quick. 7th grade won 40-17 over Casey County, 8th grade won 56-37 over Casey, 7th grade won 41-20 over Adair, and 8th grade won 51-27. In another game against Adair, the 7th grade team won 43-15, while 8th grade pulled out a 31-28 win. Congratulations to Coach Reagan Helm and the middle school Lady Lakers. Next, we wish the best of luck to the boys and girls soccer teams as they compete in their respective district tournaments this weekend. And finally, a shout-out to the Russell County Middle School football team for coming away with big wins over Adair County on Tuesday. The A team won 30-6, and the B team won 8-0. to 0. Anytime you get a win over Adair County, it's a good day at the office. Shout-out to Bryce Bailey and the Middle School football team. That's all for the shout-outs, so it's time to hear from Melinda, McKenzie, and Charlie. Let's get after it. All right, now I'm happy to be joined on the podcast by Melinda Rott and Mackenzie Troutman of Russell County High School Lady Laker Golf. Melinda, Mackenzie, how are you all?
1: We are doing fine. <laughs> We're doing good, thank you.
0: So, uh, you know, you all are uh, you all are coming to the end, of, coming towards the end of your season. Just tell me a little bit about uh, how the season's gone for you all.
1: Okay, so the, we've played a lot of tournaments this year. Probably the most we've played since I've been the coach. Um, throughout the season, I I guess we've played, what, 10 tournaments?
2: Plus the two that we, three that we qualified for. Yes,
1: yes. We got into some extra tournaments because of them (laughs) earning, um, points throughout the tournaments throughout the season. They earned a spot to play at the All-State Tournament in Lexington. Which
2: only the top 15 teams in the state are invited to.
1: yes. And then, of course, the, we then qualified for the 2A state tournament, which was last Monday at Owensboro Country Club. So we've had a pretty busy season. I know there was a week in August where we didn't really have many days off. We were tournament Monday, Tuesday, maybe off Wednesday, tournament Thursday, off Friday, tournament Saturday, and Six Monday. Six of eight days. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. So is a, you all have been busy, and you know so far it's been a, it's been a really good year for you all. Yes. uh you know you mentioned the 2a state tournament coming up mackenzie uh, you all actually won that 2a mm-hmm. tournament and you were the individual winner of that talk a little bit about that tournament and uh what the field was like what uh, what it was like playing on a big stage like that
2: well it was a pretty good uh good sized field and the conditions were actually really bad that day it was stormy and 20 mile an hour winds the whole day mm-hmm. and we still we ended up finishing which we didn't think that we'd be able to even play because of the rain all day the day before, and during the tournament it was pouring and heavy winds the whole day, and we still ended up winning. And I shot my personal best four under mm-hmm. for a sixty-eight, and it was pretty. It was a good. It was a good day. It was a great experience yeah. for the girls. So,
0: so it, was, it was raining and it was windy. That's not exactly <laughs> the most ideal golf no, conditions. Definitely no. not. Uh, <laughs> we that, made
1: it through. That, that really affects choice of clubs out, yes, in the, out in the fairway, you know, to get to the green. What do we need here? Is the wind in our face? Is it behind
2: us? Is it going right? Is it going left? So it affects every decision you make, even down to putting, It affects, the wind and rain definitely affects that. Mm-hmm. So
0: I mean, not only are you playing on a, on a stage where there's, where there's a lot at stake, but now you've mm-hmm. got these extra conditions that you've got to think about. And despite all that, you still have one of your best days.
2: Yep it it was my best day I've never shot under par and that was the first time I even broke par and it was four under so it was pretty it was amazing and I ended with a par that was a complete <laughs> it uh, it was scary <laughs> it was a yeah it was an up and down from like seventy yards away so like that's <laughs> awesome it was pretty good
0: now you've got um, you've got several other uh, girls that play golf um, just talk, kind of talk a little bit about the, about the team that you have
1: okay so well Mackenzie we've got her she's a junior this year and her sister plays Brianna Troutman she's a sophomore uh, my daughter Madeline Wright plays she's a sophomore Emily Coe is also a junior and then our five spots we alternated between two girls um, Adriana humble she's a freshman this year and then Carlene Meyer she was a seventh grader. So Carlene kind of got pulled in at the beginning of the season because Adriana was out at the beginning; she was hurt, so and she wasn't able to play those first few tournaments. So um, we had I had asked Carlene if she thought she might want to try to play some eighteen hole tournaments. So she went to a few of them with us. So
0: so yeah, overall a pretty young team.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: And we well, have a
2: whole bunch of younger girls that are not yet in seventh grade who haven't been able to play yet. So. Yes, we've got. 12, I think,
1: that mm-hmm. are, including Carlene, that are on our JV team. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the team's
2: going to continue, Just, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All the younger girls.
0: So uh, you mentioned that your, your sister also plays. Yeah. What's a, is it, it kind of cool playing with your
2: sister? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're very competitive, but we also love playing with each other, even though we're competitive. And yeah. <laughs> try and beat each other. But like we're, we're pretty close in uh, score score. And they love and to help it, each other. We do it, like, in like, a fun way. Like, we're not like me. No, no, no. They're,
1: they're <laughs> very good to each right. other. And if yeah. if each of them can help each other out, they will. Yeah. Like, if Brianna's ahead and, yeah, and she sees something, to to me, she'll yeah. come and tell Mackenzie. Or, you know, if Mackenzie can, yeah. you know, help her, she will.
0: Well, you know, and also that competitiveness, I'm sure, just makes, makes you all want to yeah. be better. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I think that's kinda cool. I've noticed that it seems like you two are always kind of at the at the top of mm-hmm. the team standing, so I think that's pretty cool that you all uh, kinda motivate each other and also, mm-hmm. you know, have that little bit of a friendly competition. Yes.
2: It pushes both of us.
0: Yeah. So, um, Mackenzie, how long have you been playing golf?
2: I've really only been playing since my eighth grade year. Like before that, I picked up a club maybe once or twice when I was younger, but never like fully playing until eighth grade when I joined the high school team. When what? I
0: moved here. What? Uh, what got you interested?
2: Um. Well, one of the people at the middle school said that there was a golf team, and I had just moved here from Florida, and there wasn't a golf team uh, for the middle school or the high school really that I knew about that I could play, and they asked me to play because I had prior knowledge, I guess that I. Because I used to play, and um, they asked me to join the team and try out for their fifth spot, and that's what I did. Hmm. So, three,
0: yes. uh, so um, you moved here from Florida in middle school? Mm-hmm. The middle
3: of yeah. seventh grade.
0: Where are uh, where from in Florida?
3: Clearwater. Oh. Yeah.
0: What uh, What brought you here?
2: No good reason. <laughs> <laughs> you just showed up here? Yeah. You just, you just threw a dart on the map and was exactly, like, okay.
0: Exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> so, um, what's it? you know i guess coming in starting with very little experience i guess you've had you've had quite the transformation over the years yeah. uh, well my
2: first tournament was a, I shot a 144 so <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you uh, just talk a little bit about like how like what like what's changed like how like the growth process i guess what that's been like
2: well The first three years, I was kind of, I didn't really take golf completely seriously because I was playing other sports, but the last two years, especially in the fall of last year and all year this year, I've made it my number one priority, and that's why my scores dropped so much. Like, last year, I was shooting mid, I mean, mid to low 80s on my average, even though at the end of the season, I was shooting in the 70s. My average was in the 80s, and now my average is mid-70s, so, like, it's definitely dropped a ton and now I've shot in the 60s for the first time so it's definitely been a dramatic change. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay so you all uh hosted the regional tournament and qualified for the state tournament um tell me talk, just talk a little bit about uh, what that state tournament's going to be like.
2: Well the state tournament is definitely going to have a strong field and it's one of the biggest tournaments of any high school like for golf it's the big tournament everyone plays in and looks forward to competing in if they qualify and me and my sister qualified for state, even though our team fell a little bit short. We were really close to all going, but we ended up placing top seven in our region. So we qualified. I tied for third and my sister placed fifth. And now next week we get to play in the state tournament. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and that's gonna be in Bowling Green, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, when you look at, you know, playing the state tournament, are you excited, nervous? What are you, what are you thinking about it?
2: I think it's a mixture of both, mostly excitement because you get to showcase your skills and hopefully you'll have your best day so that you can show everyone how good you are. But a little bit nervousness because of all those people there. and <laughs> The pressure is definitely on.
0: <laughs> and so um, what's, you know, what's kind of the difference, um, kind of explain to people, what's the difference between like the 2A state tournament and this state tournament?
2: The state tournament combines all high schools in all of Kentucky so everyone gets the chance to qualify in their regions to be able to play in the state tournament but the 2A state tournament is basically all the schools that are around the same size as our high school all play in this tournament to make it a little bit more fair because a lot of the schools in bigger cities they have definitely a lot more people in their schools and a lot of them recruit especially when you get up into Lexington and Louisville so like they have teams where they have all of the best players in that area that all come to that school and then it just makes it a little bit um, more competitive for everyone else to try to get there. <laughs> like we have a public school, private schools also compete in state yeah. tournament.
0: Yes. And uh, so both you and your sister are going to go play in that. Yeah. Uh, what when is that next week?
2: Uh, the practice round is on Monday, but the tournament day one is on Tuesday, and then day two, the final round is on Wednesday.
0: All right, so with uh, with just the state tournament remaining, uh, you want to talk about just a few of the highlights of the season you've had thus far? We kind of talked a little bit about the number of tournaments played, but what are some of the high points of the season?
1: Well, over when we went to Taylor County, their tournament was August 3rd. They placed um, third place out of 12 teams over there. Mackenzie had tied for third place, and Brianna had got ninth place. I made it note of that. Um, then we went to Glasgow, and they placed second place out of eight teams down there um then we went to the university club of arlington that was at richmond um we got sixth out of 19 teams up there that was a huge number of girls that what, there didn't was you 110 play? girls yeah like. you, we played in groups of four that mm-hmm. day didn't we yes yep. and um McKenzie got third place individual shot a 73 which was one over one over that day Um, At our tournament that we hosted, the KIT, we placed second place overall. Glasgow beat us by five strokes that day. And we actually shot our best team score that day. Mackenzie got first place (laughs) overall individual. Brianna ended um, with sixth place as an individual. Now, Madeline tied her best score to date. On that tournament which was 86 and then Emily shot her best score that day which was a 94 that was our tournament we hosted in um, August and then let's see we went we had to play a nine hole qualifier to get to go to the 2A two a two state tournament and then um. We won the district title, the 16th district title oh, yeah. at Dale Hollow State Park. Um, Mackenzie, you shot
2: three <laughs> under there. Yeah, we <laughs> forgot about that. I just about
1: 33. That. that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was a nine hole because it was after school.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. mean, anytime winning in a district tournament, that's yeah. a big deal. That's so big deal.
1: awesome. Yeah. But um, you shot 33. Brianna, uh, Brianna shot 39. Madeline was 48. And Emily was 51. And Carlene shot 73 that day. Our team score was 171. Um, let's see. We went up to Henry Clay Invitational at Lakeside at Lexington. Mackenzie shot a 75 that day, which was second overall individual.
2: Do you remember if that was a part 72? It was 75? a tier one. No, it was part 72, but it was a tier one, so there was a whole bunch of girls there. Yes, yes. Did we play groups of four that day? so
1: mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, when we play in groups of four, it's a. Big, that means there's 100 plus girls. Wow. Yes. So, yes. That's a big field. Yeah. <laughs> very, very competitive. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. I think that's about... Of course, we talked about the All-State Tournament. Yeah. That was a good experience for the girls. That yeah. was... It was the first time the, they hosted that, too, I think. Really? I think so. That's what they said. They We played the University Club of Kentucky Golf Courses, the Big Blue yeah. and the Wildcat. And they were
2: very, you know, college players play on those courses. Yeah. So, so it was so a... So a difficult course. Yeah, there. the second course that we played on Sunday was definitely way harder than the first day. But... Yes.
0: So it's it's quite a bit different than what you're used to playing. Yeah. The, mm-hmm.
2: Well, also the course wasn't in great condition, so it made it harder for everyone playing. Yeah. So the scores average, like for all of the girls playing in it, it was at least a five-stroke difference on mm-hmm. like going up, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Like I shot a 76 on Saturday, and I shot an 80 on Sunday. <laughs> and it was a rough day, so. that was, it was but a lot of people had rough days so yeah (laughs) it was justified yeah it was across the the board
0: well i thank you all for uh coming in and talking a little bit Mackenzie. best of luck to you in state tournament next week and uh we're looking forward to uh hearing more big things coming from you
2: thank you so much thank you
0: All right, now I'm happy to be joined on the podcast today by Laker golf
4: coach, Charlie Anderson. Charlie, how are you? I'm great. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for asking me to join Jack. Zach. Yeah. So, uh, you know,
0: uh, coming up, coming towards the end of the golf season here, um, just talk a little bit about the season uh, you all have had so far.
4: Well, our golf season, at, uh, we get started early. We start uh, golf July 15th, and and we uh, our first tournament's July 31st. And we try to get as many tournaments and invitationals in before school starts. Uh, that way it doesn't fill up every Saturday. And when so, you know, when school starts, we have pretty much half our season is over with. And so golf season is very quick. Uh, it's about a two month period that we play in. And uh, um, yeah, we it just goes by so fast and so quick. You know, yesterday we played in the region and, and uh, that brings our season to an end. Uh, with that and um it it just goes by so fast let's um let's
0: talk a little bit about the uh region tournament that you all played in this uh this week uh just talk a little bit about what that was like
4: well we had uh our region our fourth region golf we're in the same region as well it's not necessarily the same region but we're the fourth region but there's a lot of different schools in that region it goes all the way from from anderson county um all the way down through Ruskell, Russell, all the way to Bargetown, almost to Louisville. And so that's our region. 17 teams competed. Uh, we played at Bargetown Country Club. It's, it's better known as Maywood. Most people know it as Maywood. And it's a very challenging course. It's a really tough setup um it's a uh, in really nice shape but it, it's a really hard course the 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 rough was very thick and and it was, it was tall if you were not uh, hitting good shots you were going to be penalized and you're going to be in trouble and and uh, so it was a tough tough day we had a beautiful uh beautiful day to play in the conditions as far as weather wise was just fantastic and uh we, uh, we played, we finished really well. We finished 16th out of set i I'm sorry, we finished sixth out of 17 teams. And so, um, you know, not totally disappointed by where we finished, but we, we didn't play as well as we wanted, uh, our scores, you know, were not anywhere close to what the players, our individual players, what they wanted to have. And so it was, it was a very tough day walking off that, that last green yesterday, um, with my team, I've got three seniors on the team. And just seeing the disappointment in, in their eyes and, and their uh, body language, they, they it was a tough day.
0: So the four, so this fourth region isn't the same fourth region as what we see in basketball yeah. and baseball. Um, and it sounds like, I mean, going up into, you know, when you're going up into like Bardstown, Nelson County, and up towards Louisville, those are probably some bigger schools up there too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, you know, because Kai, you finished up with the region now, but uh, talk a little bit about you all played in the 2A state tournament this year uh, too. Though, talk a little bit about that.
4: Well, that was a great honor. This is the first year that they have incorporated the 2A state tournament, and a lot of people may be familiar with uh, the All A Classic, uh, the Single A teams. They have uh, tournaments for 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 the small schools, and so this year uh, a group of people established uh, the 2A state, and so. Um, first year in existence. Um, a lot of things that, um, you know, trial and error was done. and But the people that put this on did a great job. Uh, first of all, you had to qualify to make it to the 2A state. And they had uh, six different regional qualifiers around the state of Kentucky for teams to play in. And we, we played in the Franklin Simpson qualifier for the 2A state. And we uh, and we did not qualify as a team. We we're just a little disappointed. Our whole entire team did not get to go, but we did have one player that qualified, and that was that was a, a junior Bentley Perkerson. He qualified, and so uh, we went down to Owensboro to play in the two A state championship, and and it was just uh, you know first year in existence. This was just a great experience. I have to I have to I just want to say the the people of Owensboro, the Owensboro. Uh, the city city council they put on a great show. They took care of all the players. They took care of all the coaches, and it was first class the whole entire time that we were there. And we played at Owensboro Country Club, which is one of that's the first time that uh, Bentley or myself, either one of us, had ever been there. And that uh, that country club is just amazing. It's fantastic. Talking about Bentley qualifying for that, Uh, he
0: had a pretty good year this year.
4: Bentley did. He he. I'm so proud of Bentley as far as the work ethic. Uh, You know, like I mentioned earlier, our golf season is really so short, and you just cannot pick up your golf clubs at July 15th and expect to do well. And so it's you have to put in a lot of work on your own. And Bentley's done that. I mean, if you go down to the country club, if you go down to the golf course, you're probably going to see Bentley somewhere around on that course. He puts in so much time, so much effort, and so much work. And I'm just really proud because he wanted to get better. And uh, he's put that time in, and he saw the benefits of that. Uh, Bentley, has he's, had, he's won two individual tournaments this year. He won the Franklin Simpson tournament uh, against a loaded team of great golfers in that tournament and uh, he won he shot even par he actually and another guy shot even par so they had a one hole pl- or a playoff and Bentley beat him on the first playoff hole and so he won that tournament and then he also won another inv- invitational at Wayne County this year where he shot two under par to win that so uh, Bentley's game is really just taken off and Really proud to see all that work that he's put in. He's he's seeing results and dividends for, for that work. Uh, you mentioned you have three seniors. Was that right? Yes. Uh, tell
0: us a little bit about uh, what that's like to have three seniors on your team.
4: Well, going into the year, just, I was super excited uh, about uh, having three seniors. That's, that's a senior-dominant team. And golf, if people are not familiar how golf operates, you have five players on a team. And all five players – Play and the high, they take the top four scores. So the high score, they throw out, they take the top four scores, and they add them together, and that's your team score. And so having three seniors on your golf team is, is huge because of the experience-wise. And I have three. Bentley, or I'm sorry, Nick Blakey, uh, he's a senior this year. Drew Stapp is a senior this year. Josh Glover is another senior this year. And so I was just super excited when the season began having that senior dominant team with all that experience. All three of those guys have played uh, Laker golf for for four years um, and um, just tons of experience. And so uh, each one of them has their own strengths and weaknesses, but – the main thing that I really appreciate about all three of my seniors is the, pe- is the, per- the people that they are, the, the type of person that they are. They are just uh, super kids. They come from great homes, great. The parents on my golf team are fabulous. They're top notch. I could not ask for better parents. And uh, that just shows through the kids. And so um, my three seniors, they did a lot for this golf team, this golf program. Um, we won the district championship this year and so these three three seniors, this is three years in a row that we won the 16th District Golf Championship. And so these three seniors have been a big part of all three of those. And so very proud of them, and uh, we're going to miss each one of them greatly. Yeah, it, and that's something we, uh, you know, I kind of failed to touch on was the, the District Championship. Yeah.
0: Winning three years in a row in any sport, and, and it's not easy to do. Yes. Yeah, uh, so, um uh, you know those those three uh, have been a part of have been a part of that, and that's a you know that's a great thing for them to be able to uh, be a part of that and continue that uh, that legacy of being district champions. Um, <clears throat> I want to touch on uh, the fifth player on your team, Cole Rickson, uh, a young kid. Uh-huh. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, how about about him and uh, what he's meant to the team this year.
4: Cole is. He's uh, he is a super great kid. I tell you what, he comes to me. Uh, he wants. He, he reminds me of a lot of uh, a young Bentley Perkinson because he is another kid that is out on the golf course working. He's very coachable. He 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 wants he wants instruction and uh, he he's just really working hard. And I'm really proud of him to to make our lineup. He he was one of our regular top five guys all year long. And um, the experience is a major part part of golf, just getting that golf experience. And and so he, he gained a lot of valuable experience. And, you know, he, he'll be moving up next year as a sophomore. And I really look forward to seeing his game uh, improve greatly. I know that his scores are going to drop tremendously over the next uh, couple of years. And I, I expect to see great things from Cole Rickson. So, uh, you know, with Cole just being a freshman this year, that's got to uh –
0: yeah, that's got that's got to leave you excited about what the future might look like too.
4: All the future, I'm 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 you know I mentioned I hate to lose my three seniors, but I'm really excited about the future because I've got a, a loaded group of middle school kids that are coming up next year. I've got three eighth graders uh, on the team right th- this year, and all three of them I'm really excited because I have a good feeling that each one of them are going to be able to to come in immediately and post some really good scores so you know normally you think especially with a golf team where there's just five players if you lose three guys you're going to be really down the following year and I don't see that happening with uh, next year because I, the, like I said I'm really excited about our three eighth graders and I've got Parker Johnson a ninth grader uh, that came on this year and played and he's going to be right in the mix of things so uh, I don't really think our our numbers i don't think we're going to drop off i don't think you can count uh, laker golf being rebuilt next year how long have you been uh coaching the golf team charlie this is my fourth year as the laker golf coach and i've been involved for for many years before that uh, uh my son played for a long time here for russell county golf and and so i've been around the laker golf program for probably let's see seven eight years now and um it's it's I just love it. You've been around the program. What uh, what got you what got you intrigued by being the head coach of the team? Well, I was just um, we've we've had some really great coaches here at Russell County, some amazing coaches here, and um, it's just you know the, this golf season the way it is, uh, it's not something everybody can do, and so being in the school system, uh, my son coming up as a sixth seventh grader. I thought, you know, I, I'm going to I – put the time and effort and the work in to to, to try to build this program up. Russell County uh, – I tell my kids all the, all the time that Russell County Golf is noted statewide. You go anywhere in the state of Kentucky and people know of Russell County Golf. And that's and because of all the former coaches and all the former players that came on beforehand. And so that's something I just wanted to maintain. I, I don't want Russell County Golf to, to lose that – prestige around the state
0: yeah but when you look at between the boys and girls teams there's been a lot of success over the years with the golf programs um i mean going back going back years and yep. then of course um you know just last year you all had a lot of success last year with uh clay and um nick blakey yes nick blakey so uh, you know that uh, you know what was it like? What was it like coaching your son? I think that's kind of neat that uh, you know you were coaching he and he played under you. What
4: was that like for you? You know, I've I've had the opportunity to coach both of my sons uh, in different sports, but uh, coaching my son in golf, it was it was good. We have a, a fabulous relationship. I've I've watched uh, Clay play um, so many. I mean, I've seen almost every single shot he's ever hit, and uh, so he he's you know something that we were able we we're able to communicate. Uh, his game and, and and talk through things and, and he'll come to me with uh, questions about his games and so it was not much of a difference uh, coaching him as coaching um, the golf team my my team here today. Anything else, uh, Charlie? Anything else people ought to know about Laker Golf coming up? Well, just a couple of things. Uh, I, like I mentioned earlier, my middle school golf team uh, they they went and played in a qualifier at Winchester Country Club. They finished third place in that region and only the top two teams go to the state so they was just fell just a little bit short i did have one player on that team noah mcmillan eighth grader that'll be moving up next year he qualified for the state so noah went to uh, uh my old kentucky home state park he played in the middle school state championship so you know that that gets me a little bit excited about that um and uh, I'm just really proud of my golf team. We played in 10 invitationals this year. We had six top 10 finishes. And, and, you know, if you say top 10 finishes, that's that's not too good. Actually, in golf, that is really good because most of the invitationals that we go to will be anywhere from 17, 18 to 20 teams in a tournament. And another thing that makes that really good is that golf in the state of Kentucky is is – Really strong. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is noted nationwide as a golf um, as a golf place, and we have really strong junior golfers. We have really strong high school golf teams. So that's why I tell my players when we go to a tournament and there's there's 17, 18 teams in it, every one of those teams has a capability of winning that day, and so.
0: Well, you look into you look at like uh, I mean you look at a lot of the PGA tournaments and you look at how many uh, guys there are out there that are from Kentucky that are playing on the PGA tournaments. That shows you the quality of uh,
4: the quality of golf in Kentucky. We have uh, what's amazing is a lot of the summer tournaments, uh, not necessarily the high school tournaments, but our summer tournaments, our junior tours, and you go to these tour tours. And play, and you're seeing coaches from all over the United States of America walking the same course you, watching Kentucky kids, and so that gives some people that may not know about golf, it gives you kind of a perspective of how strong it is. So we, you know, I mentioned we had six top ten finishes. That's really strong. All right, Charlie. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me today, and uh, best of luck to you in the future, of the Laker Golf Team. All right, Zach. I want to just say thank you to a few people: the Board of Education, Mr. Ford, and the and uh, the board, they've been so supportive this year. Uh, I've got a fabulous athletic director, Coach Carpenter. He has supported us uh, so many ways. A uh, principal, Miss Tarter at the high school, she's just fabulous and super great. I wanna say thank you to the people of Lake, Lakewood Country Club. Uh, we are, we're out there a lot and they're so supportive. Everyone uh, just uh, welcomes us and all of our golfers. And so I wanna say thank you to that. And then I wanna say thank you to the community, we held a golf scramble this year and so many businesses, so many people supported us. And that means a lot for us to be able to go and travel and do all the things that we do is because of our community. So I really appreciate them. And of course, my players and my parents, I, I mentioned that I've got the best players and I've got the best parents that anybody could ask for. And so I just want to say thank you to all those groups of people. And I really appreciate them. We've been through a lot. Now we're headed to the top and it's only getting better. Just watch. That
0: defense, 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 yeah. all right now we're back in for our college sports segment joined by sean hammond here sean how you doing doing good zach you doing okay i'm doing good so uh kentucky on saturday went and got a good road win at south carolina um you know my whole thing was just get out of there with a win that's all that mattered at that point
3: very important game um won the prettiest win in the world, certainly uh, on UK's part, but uh, a W is a W. Kentucky now four and 0 on the season. Very important a very important win on Saturday.
0: Yeah, you that's a weird stadium down there and it gets really crazy especially at night. Even when South Carolina's not good, it's still a hard place to win.
3: That's one of the best environments in the SEC, I think.
0: Yeah, and and you could tell, you could tell, you know, watching that game Saturday, it was a it was just a crazy environment down there. So it was, for me and you'll hear me say this again when Kentucky plays Mississippi State, it's one of those weird places where you just go down there and I don't care if you win 6 to 3. Or 3-2, to I don't care what it is. You just get a win regardless.
3: Yeah, and, uh, you know, Kentucky had some issues. We'll go over those here in a minute. But uh, a couple of big takeaways for me is um, UK rushed for 230 yards in that game. And uh, in both SEC games against uh, South Carolina and Missouri, Kentucky has averaged 285 yards rushing. They had 340 against Missouri. And if you can run in the SEC, you're going to have success.
0: Yeah, I thought they ran the ball really well. Um, you know, of course, you know part of the issue we had with running the ball was the fumbles.
3: Uh, I've got to fix that. Um, uh, what was it? Six fumbles? Did they have four fumbles and th- lost two of them, or was it six I fumbles? It was like four
0: that? fumbles and lost two of them. And four fumbles is way too many. You can't. You cannot do that in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get away with that for against South Carolina, maybe. But you know he barely got away with it against South Carolina. It's not gonna, you're not gonna be able to do that against the Floridas and the LSU's and the Georgias of the world.
3: Yeah, you know uh, South Carolina had a couple of uh, questionable decisions. They had a, uh, a fourth and short uh, inside the 30 yard line. I think it was like somewhere like between the 20 and the 25, and it was uh, 16 to seven, and they had a uh, they had a chance to uh, kick a field goal. And get it down to, get it down sixteen to ten, and they opted to go for it, and Kentucky's defense stopped them. Kind of a questionable decision there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, what Shane Beamer was thinking was we're you know we're gonna you know we're gonna take a chance and we're gonna kind of go for their throat and kind of really get this crowd into it. Um, so I mean, I guess you know props to him for a bold for you know kind of being bold and. Uh, not taking a conservative approach, but it, I think it did ultimately come back to backfire on them.
3: Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're talking about the fumbles. UK's defense really answered the call. Uh, all those fumbles and the turnovers, they allowed no points on the turnovers. Uh, South Carolina went for it on uh, a couple of fourth downs on our side of the 50. Couldn't, they didn't score. Did not score. There was one pl- one drive uh, to start off the second half where South Carolina kind of uh, got push through our defense other than that though zach our defense really locked them down
0: yeah i thought uh that was one of my key takeaways too was the defense came up with big plays and that's the third straight week where you know it's been it's been a close game late and the defense has kind of come through with a uh with a big stop or a big play uh down the stretch and you know i hope that continues you know hopefully we don't have hopefully not every game is as close Mm -hmm. as that but it's good to see that uh, you know when you do have those close games going down to the wire, your defense has got uh, some playmakers on it who are able and willing to step up and uh, make a key stop or make a big play whenever it's needed.
3: Yeah, and uh, speaking about uh, close games, since 2016, Kentucky is 18-7 in games uh, that are decided by seven points or less. And UK has won its last five in a row in that category, Including the last three games uh, this season in one score games, that's significant because not only does that prove we are a team that can come in uh, late in the game and win and finish a team off, but uh, it also shows that uh, over that time we've not we've not had a big blowout a lot of times. Kind of shows uh, our competitiveness in the SEC now compared to where it was when uh, Coach Mark Stoops first got here.
0: Yeah, and that's a really I mean that's a really good record because when you look at You know, when you look at, you know, games decided by seven or less, that's kind of where you're getting into, you know, toss-up territory, you know, where it could go either way, Mm -hmm. and the fact that we're well above 500 in that tells me that, um, you know, there's just a a really good uh, culture there and a really good mentality of uh, being able to come out on top in close games.
3: Absolutely, and uh, another cool stat is uh, kentucky has scored touchdowns on its first possession in the last uh, three games so that, that, that's a really big deal you know to score the to scoring your first possession of a game that that establishes i mean that, that's just such a big thing you get yourself on the scoreboard early
0: yeah being able to go ahead and get points on the board early and then uh you know that that way you can kind of uh you know you've got that little bit of a cushion to work with and your defense can uh you know, operate from a, a lead instead of uh, you know being tied or down. So that um, you know, being able to score early, yeah, that's big. Um, you know, overall, thought Kentucky played well, got out of there with a win, and now we got Florida.
3: Big game. This is a very important game for Kentucky. It's it's what everybody's wanted to be four and zero. And you got a chance to beat Florida, a chance to really uh, send a message to the to the entire college basketball world with the, with a victory over Florida, who is a top-ten team and nearly beat Alabama a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, uh, Florida, I mean, uh, I thought they played really well against Alabama two weeks ago, came out a little sluggish against Tennessee on Saturday, but then just totally –
3: They blew that game wide open yeah, in the totally second totally dominated
0: half. in the second half. Um, Florida's good. Florida's really good. I think Florida, I mean, they're a top-ten team, and uh, that's going to be a big challenge. Florida comes in, eight-and-a-half-point favorite on Saturday.
3: That's about Uh, where I think it should be.
0: Yeah, I kind of thought it'd be somewhere between, like, seven to nine, so that's, you know, right there in that. Um, You know, Florida's won 16 straight in Lexington.
3: Wow, I did not realize that.
0: You know, of course, you know Kentucky won down there, you know, it, a couple it, years ago, but
3: into the big streak, but now we need to get rid of this streak and it's going to be a tough game. I do think Kentucky can win, but they have got to clean up the fumbles. If you fumble against Florida, they will beat you by 30. That's just how it is.
0: Oh yeah, if you put the ball on the ground four times against Florida, it will it won't even be close.
3: Yeah, that they will they will beat you and they will make it look easy. And another thing is we have to run the ball, but we are we cannot uh, rely on that the whole game. Will Will Levis has uh, been a little inconsistent the last couple of games, and if we're going to beat Florida, he's going to have to have a big game. He's got I I don't blame. He's got. He's had several interceptions this season. Uh, uh, most of those are bounces off the guy's hands and the other player intercepts it. I don't really count that against him. He did have a pretty bad one against South Carolina, but he's had some consistency consistency issues the last couple of games. So Kentucky's going to have even a chance against Florida. They have got to clean up the fumbles, or just turnovers in general, and Will Levis is going to have to have a pretty good game.
0: Well, you look back at when uh, Kentucky beat Florida in Gainesville and uh, we had Benny Snell, I mean, arguably was the best running back in Kentucky football history, and even then, needed the quarterback, Terry Wilson at the time, to make some big plays through the yeah, air, and he it, did.
3: I remember uh, he scored a touchdown with his legs, and of course that long pass to Lynn Bowden. Uh, Benny did great that game, but we also had to uh, have Terry make some big plays too, and I think that's going to be the formula if Kentucky wants to win uh, Saturday in Lexington. It's going to be a sold-out game.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, and that's gonna definitely gonna play into Kentucky's favor. But I think, yeah, you're right. I think you're gonna to have to have a balanced offense. We're gonna have uh, Wondell Robinson and Josh Ali. I think you're gonna to have to have big games. Will Levis is gonna to have to be able to uh, get the ball to those guys in space and let them work. I and the and defensively, Florida's,
3: Florida's got a good quarterback.
0: Florida's got a good quarterback. They've got they're one of the best running teams in in the country. So you're gonna to have to you're going to have to defend that but they can throw the ball too. They've got a balanced offense. I it's going to be tough. I you know, it's hard to say. I I'm not overly confident, but I don't believe it's impossible for Kentucky to win that game.
3: I don't think it's impossible and I don't think Will Levis has to throw for 500 yards, but he has to he has to have a solid game and he has to be on time with his receivers. I think if Kentucky can limit the turnovers, And I think maybe even try to limit the possessions for Florida. You know, Mark Stoops, he wants to run the ball and uh, he likes that time of possession, which can be misleading. But I think Kentucky, I think success for Kentucky this weekend will be to kind of help try to keep the ball out of Florida's hands and keep that defense rested. You know, a lot of people don't think about this. If you turn over the ball a lot of times, that puts your defense on the field and over time, that defense is going to get worn out. And if that happens with Florida, they're going to run, run all over Kentucky.
0: Yeah. I mean, Florida always has a lot of speed and that's going to, I mean, if your, if your defense is fatigued, if they're, if they're wore out, that speed's going to come up to a big advantage for the Gators. So,
3: you know, uh, one point I do want to make uh, Matt Jones from Kentucky sports radio was talking about this. And I think it's kind of interesting to show where Kentucky is now. Uh, we're, Already at four wins this season, and conceivably six wins are already there to become bowl eligible. New Mexico State and Vanderbilt. Just a few years ago, every year when that schedule came out, I would look at it and be like, "Okay, where is there six wins on this schedule?" Pretty amazing where Kentucky is now, because if you just win six games this year, barring any major injuries, going to be looked at as a disappointment. Kind of amazing where Kentucky is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think. You know, six wins is now um, you know not only expected, but you know most of the time six wins is kind of like well, that's like your basement. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the bottom of the barrel of what you expect. And who would have thought that? Yeah, I know. I mean, used to. I mean, we were just you know we were praying for six wins. You know, we just, <laughs> shoot. I mean, it, you were you were you know doing mental gymnastics to try to figure out how Kentucky was going to get to six wins, and now it's like, well, okay, can we get eight? Can we get nine? Can we get ten? Um, it's just a a vast leap that the program has made. So, uh, so Kentucky versus Florida on Saturday. Saturday night going to be going to be crazy.
3: Uh, Lexington uh, Kroger Field is going to be rocking. I think they're doing like a a, a blue white thing. They're giving away uh, blue shirts for one side, white shirts on the other side.
0: I don't know if they're giving away shirts. They just know you're supposed to wear them, but I went... Oh, I thought they... I hope they give them away. I'd love to have one.
3: I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe I heard that wrong, but uh, it'd be nice if they gave it away if they're not planning on it.
0: They should. If you're listening, Mitch Barnhart, that might be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm had sure to, he listens. I order, Yeah, I'm sure Mitch Barnhart is sitting here listening. He's like, wonder what those guys are going to talk about today. <laughs> 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 oh, ju- We're going to jump over uh, Louisville, Sean. They beat Florida State.
3: They beat Florida State, who is an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, Florida State, who won the national championship, uh, what eight or nine years ago, and now they are sitting at zero and four. They, Zach, they stink.
0: They're awful. They're awful.
3: And and I don't know if Mike Norvell is listening.
0: I'm sorry Mike your team is awful.
3: The, the ACC is just a, a, a dumpster fire. If Kentucky was in the ACC, we would be in the championship game.
0: Yeah, I I mean like I look at that. I look at the ACC and I I don't know who's good.
3: If Louisville had a decent team this year, they could possibly win it if they were a little better than they are cuz the ACC, I mean, I think the two best teams right now are Boston College and Wake Forest. Who I think uh, that's who Louisville plays their yeah. next game.
0: Louisville uh goes to Wake Forest. Uh, on Saturday, um, Louisville's three and one. Wake Forest is four and zero, oh, and Wake Forest is coming in as a six and a half point favorite. They're ranked number twenty four in the country and now. And they blew
3: out Florida State a couple of weeks ago, which maybe that's not such a big deal now.
0: Uh, maybe Wake Forest is good. I don't know. I, like you look at the ACC, and I see you know North Carolina was supposed to be good. They've struggled mightily. Uh, Virginia Tech was supposed to be good. I've not been really that. You know Clemson,
3: the 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 flavor of the the year. It seems like you know, it's all it's been Clemson the last six years. I mean Clemson can't score. They're terrible. They are uh, they pretty much almost fell out of the top twenty five this week. I think they're at twenty five now. They lost to NC State. They it took them. To go to overtime just to get to like 20 24 21. Point, 21 points twenty one points I mean they cannot score they are awful that ACC man it's
0: it's rough it, it's a, it's a brutal year for the ACC I mean they they've the ACC's had its struggles over the last couple of years but you've had Clemson to kind of yeah. lift it up but now with Clemson you know falling off the falling off the radar I like I said I don't know who's good maybe it is Wake Forest no, I mean we'll see.
3: I think, we'll, I think this weekend will tell us a lot about Wake Forest. I still think Louisville can have a with the ACC being so wide open, Louisville can have a pretty decent season with a mediocre team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've not been, you know, you know me, I've not been that impressed with Louisville this year so far, but they can still come out with a decent record just based off that schedule and I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows what they can possibly accomplish, especially if they if they can beat Wake Forest on Saturday, all of a sudden you're looking at 4 and 1 you've got two wins in the conference. <laughs> I mean, crazy.
3: I mean, and they got Clemson and I don't know who, I don't know who wins that game. Cause one thing about Louisville is they can score. I mean, they've shown over the last few games, they can score the football and Clemson can't. Now the Clemson has a good defense, but their offense is just, it's putrid. They have no offensive line, no running game.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't see, I don't see Clemson's offense improving over the year. I think they've just got some fundamental problems. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, it's
3: a weird year in college football. It's kind of wide open.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think at the end of the day, I think you still have Alabama and Georgia.
3: I think Georgia's the best team. I really do. I think Georgia, Georgia definitely has the best defense.
0: Yeah, I give Georgia the edge defensively. I give Alabama the edge offensively. But I think those two are the two best teams, and then I think there's a significant gap to where you get to, like, Oregon and, you know, I, I don't know who else. I, I'm... You know, Oklahoma's shown a lot of flaws. I don't know about Iowa. Penn State might be good. I'm not, They've got
3: a really tough schedule, yeah, though.
0: I'm not really sure about Penn State. So I think you've got Alabama and Georgia and then a significant gap, Oregon, and then maybe even another significant gap, and it's like I don't know who else is, Like is four through ten. I don't know who you even put in that.
3: Yeah, and in Kentucky, they play Georgia after the LSU game, so that'll be a nice test because – I mean Georgia, man. I watched some highlights of them playing poor Vandy. Now it's Vandy, but we were—I we, was watching some highlights, and Georgia just made it look like Vandy was a middle school team. They just ran. It was—it looked so easy. They ended up winning sixty-two to nothing. Of course, I can't say much. Kentucky lost to Alabama last year, sixty-three to three. But now that just goes to show Alabama and Georgia are kind of right here, and in. Literally, the rest of the college football landscape is down there. It's those two teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'll have those in the SEC championship game. But honestly, I mean, unless something changes between now and the end of the season, that should be your national championship game.
3: Yeah, and I really want to see that game now. I mean, I think it could be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Western,
3: Sean. They nearly put off the upset. Nearly.
0: That was my upset pick of the week last week, and it was so close. It was so close. Uh, Western, I thought, played well. Um, you know, went up against a tough Indiana team. I thought, that. I thought towards the end, I thought they were going to end up pulling it out. Made some plays on offense to win that game, but defensively just couldn't quite hold up against the Hoosiers.
3: Western's had a really good offense the last few years. It's really the, the defense that's been kind of the Achilles heel for them.
0: Our uh, our friend Bailey Zappi has uh, <laughs> had a good game through three touchdowns, but... Uh, Yeah, I I feel bad for Nick Shearer. They almost pulled it out.
3: I'm sure he was on the edge of his seat.
0: (laughs) They go up against Michigan State this weekend. That's
3: going to be tough. Michigan State, didn't really think a whole lot about them. They've kind of caught fire as of late. Now, they beat a Miami team that doesn't seem like it was as good as projected. Nebraska, who knows about Nebraska? Another weird team. Uh, Michigan State has looked pretty good, though. I think this will be a good test for both teams, both programs.
0: Yeah. Uh, Michigan State's 4-0, which, like you mentioned, you know, a win over Nebraska, who does not look like a good team this year. Miami looks like they were overrated. And then you've got wins over Northwestern and Youngstown State. So, I don't know. Maybe Michigan State's good maybe they're not. It's still We're still kind of in that early season where it's hard to tell based off uh, some of these early season victories who's good and who's not. But... Um, you know Western's like I think they're a ten and a half point underdog going into uh, going into Saturday I
3: assume it's in East Lansing
0: yes and so that's um, that's not that's I mean that's not bad It's a lot of
3: respect for Western to be honest with you and You know, a lot lot of times, somebody would look at Western and be like, oh, they're a 20-point underdog. That's actually a lot of respect, I think.
0: Yeah, and so maybe they can. I'm not going to go so far as to call that as an upset this week, but I think Western can definitely give them a game.
3: My upset of the week, I think Ole Miss is going to beat Alabama.
0: That would be big.
3: That's my upset of the week. I do think Alabama is vulnerable defensively and – let me tell you something. That quarterback on Ole Miss is good. I do. Okay. I th- I'm going to pick Ole Miss over Alabama. They may beat Ole Miss fifty to nothing, <laughs> but I, I do think Ole Miss can win that game.
0: Well, if you ask me, I think that's going to end up being a shootout. And uh, it I don't was know. last year. Yeah, it could be like a. I, I could see. I'm not going to pick Ole Miss to win, but I could see Alabama winning. Like. 45 to 38 or something
3: yeah. it's gonna be whoever blinks first whoever can get the stop that'll be who wins the game that's what happened last year it was a shootout and Alabama finally got a key stop and they were able to uh, take advantage of that
0: yeah I think uh, I think that could end up being a shootout I think that could be one of the more fun games to watch this week but um,
3: you Lindsey Wilson uh, Blue Raiders they're looking like Alabama the way they're <laughs> beating some of these teams they- what 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 a what a program that they've built over there!
0: You know they call uh, Lindsey Wilson the Alabama of Kentucky.
3: <laughs> they look like the Alabama of the NAI. That, that, that team is rolling.
0: Yeah, fifty to fifteen over St. Andrews. Now I'm not going to pretend that St. Andrews is some college football powerhouse, but uh, fifty to fifteen, dominating win, scored the first twenty in the last twenty three. My goodness, you talk—that's
3: pretty decent offense right there.
0: Yeah, once again, ranked number one again for the fourth straight week uh, this season. They're going to come home this week for their homecoming game. Going to host Cumberland University at five o'clock on Saturday. Um, you know they, you know, easily defeated Cumberland last year. I'd expect the same thing this year. Looking, looking like they're going to go five and zero. Oh, and uh, there's a looming matchup against Georgetown in a couple weeks. Georgetown's also a top ten team. So that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's the one that that's the one to probably keep an eye on in the next couple of weeks. But, um, I don't know. Chris Oliver's cruising towards maybe another national championship. I, appearance. I think
3: barring any injuries, I think there's no reason why they shouldn't repeat this year. I mean, they are just rolling over everybody. Didn't they play a top 10 team a few weeks ago and beat them like no, a lot? The number
0: four team. And I think it was like 30 to two or yeah, something. They just, they just allowed a safety. Yes. Yeah. Dominating performance quick you, you gave your upset pick of the week i'm gonna give mine friday night iowa at maryland number five iowa goes to maryland i was just a three and a half point favorite but maryland's rolling to a brother is the quarterback
3: really i had no idea T- his about name
0: that. is talia i think is how you pronounce <laughs> it i don't know i'm not an expert in polynesian names but uh Maryland's been rolling. And, yeah, they, they
3: they've been kind of uh, sneaky this year.
0: They've got a former uh, Alabama offensive coordinator, I believe, as their head coach, and they're. I mean, they've really been rolling offensively. I don't think Iowa looked that good. No, last week.
3: I, I was more of like a an old school team. I think. Yeah, you know, they wanna They're totally fine having like a nine to six game. Yeah. And uh, Maryland's been really good at scoring the football this year. I I, I like that. I agree with that.
0: Yeah, Maryland's 4-0 this year. Um, You know, they knocked off West Virginia, beat Illinois earlier this season. I think Maryland's a solid team, and uh, I'm going to take them as my upset pick of the week.
3: Sounds good.
0: Thank you, Sean, for joining me for a little college football talk, and uh, look forward to hearing back from you next week.
3: Thank you, Zach. Good to see you.
0: Thanks again to Melinda, McKenzie, and Charlie for joining the show this week. We wish McKenzie the best of luck in the state tournament next week. And thanks again to Sean for joining me for our weekly college sports segment. We look forward to that each week and continue to hear from you all who enjoy hearing us talk about the Cats, the Cards, the Hilltoppers, and the Blue Raiders. Now it's time to reveal our Laker Sports Talk Athlete of the Week. It was a tough decision this week, but the Athlete of the Week award goes to Lady Laker volleyball senior Sophie Shearer. Sophie played a solid all-around game in Russell County's win over Cumberland County and has 36 total blocks on the season, which puts her in the top 30 statewide. Congratulations to Sophie on being named this week's Laker Sports Talk Athlete of the Week. That's all for today. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Laker Sports Talk. If you have questions or comments for the show, shoot me an email at ZachZAC at LakerCountry.com or reach out on Twitter at LakerSportsPod. And remember, we'd love for you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just search Laker Country. And if you like what you hear, feel free to leave us a review. Until next time, God bless and go Lakers.